I'm Daniel. And I'm Robert. And, and this, this is Grizzly Kiki. Today's episode is brought to you by Warby Parker, an eye care brand that offers chic and modern eyewear at a revolutionary price. Simply put, your glasses shouldn't cost as much as the iPhone X. Warby Parker's prescription glasses start at $95. And they do sunglasses too. Buying glasses should be easy and risk-free, girl. Warby Parker's home try-on program lets you fall in love with your glasses in the comfort of your own home. You can choose up to five frames from hundreds of stylish options and have them shipped directly to you for free. That way, you can try all the frames and pick your favorite. And for every pair of glasses sold, Warby Parker distributes a pair of glasses to someone in need. Daniel wears Warby Parker, and now he can actually see me. And I'm considering a divorce. Hey! So to get started, head over to warbyparkertrial.com slash kiki. Again, that's warbyparkertrial.com slash kiki. Warby Parker, modern eyewear made simple. Thanks a lot. Hi. Hi. It's been a while. Has it? Has it? I haven't seen you in what feels like two weeks. No, just kidding. Um... Uh, That's a little weird. Does it? Yeah. Well, it feels weird. Like, I don't know. Uh, I no. feel like we should say welcome back to our listeners. Hi. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> um, Thank you. Before yeah, you, before so you explain. Weird. I don't know. <laughs> so you feel like it's weird, but you don't really know why. why. Yeah. Okay. It's almost like we're going to give bad news, but we're not. Why do you feel that way? I don't know. Because we're trying something new. We're here because of a joyous. We are a- we occasion. Are, we are, we are. Um, Lizzo finally yeah. has released a full-length album, and we both loved it so much that we decided to end our break early mm-hmm. because we wanted to talk about it so bad. I feel like Cher. You feel like you know how Cher. she's like retiring. Like she's been retiring for like thirty years now. Okay, so you know <laughs> we we retired for a week instead yeah. of two. We didn't retire. We took a break. I know. I, I guess like retiring I is like is like to rest. Yeah. I guess that's the real meaning of um, but yeah, I but hold on a minute. Is it really yes. her, her her debut full length album? Because that's not what like Wikipedia and other sources say. Oh, is that really Yeah. This is like her third or fourth album, I it think. It should be her third album if we're counting Coconut uh, Oil was an E P, wasn't it? Coconut Oil was an E P and then before that was Lizzo Bangers and Big Girl Small World. Mm-hmm. Um so I don't know and for some reason I always thought that uh Lizzo Bangers and Big Girl Small World were considered mixtapes. I, I did too. So, um, but I don't know. Not. Fight me. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> um, no, I just, um, yeah. But we'll talk about her more uh, in the next segment. Yeah. Because that's that's what we came here to do. Of course. Um, so what's been going on with you? Um, I don't know. I've been like really busy with work, but what's new? We have right. um, an exhibition coming down where I have to ship like about 100 pieces mm-hmm. to people. So that's been kind of fun um we did go out your your boss treated 
treated yes. you and all of your coworkers oh to a fancy God. dinner. We went to this amazing Italian restaurant called Marini on Madison this past Monday. And it was like the first, well, not the first like staff spouse dinner, but like the first official like staff spouse dinner at my new job since I've been there. And so it was, it felt very um, like Mad Men you know like very that like you know very that um, oh my god yeah like come because you know you have to come to this because if not i look bad i mean that's not really the discussion we had but it was um it felt like there was a lot of pressure but there really was none to be had yeah the right way to say it yeah um i mean yeah. i feel like i had a certain impression of your boss that was like mm-hmm. a little bit more like she was going to be a little bit more intimidating mm-hmm. in a way but um she just seemed v- like very um real i don't know real i was sort of inspired by her like just she meeting is. her yeah she's she's a force to be reckoned with within um the industry that i work in now in terms of her business acumen and and you know like what she's been able to accomplish and and that's saying a lot considering that the like the gallery world and the arts even though you know women are used to kind of entice and be the faces of these galleries and stuff yeah it's still very much like a male centered um industry yeah uh, but not where i work <laughs> so right. i i kind of take a lot of inspiration from her yeah in that respect that she's held you know founded this gallery and held on to it and it's it's incredibly successful yeah you know um but it was nice it was nice like showing you off um <laughs> to my coworkers because they'd heard a lot about you but never met you right. um and one of my coworkers is also a purchase uh graduate yes. so that was a nice kind of um uh i guess entree or whatever you want to call it but yeah it was some um, nice and the food was amazing the food was really good. So, I don't have I I have a hard time when I go to a like super fancy restaurant where like the menu is in Italian basically mm-hmm. and I just I don't know. It's not it's not what I'm used to. Mm-hmm. So, um it was a that was a little intimidating, mm-hmm. but I just um I don't know. I really liked your boss. That was the thing that I came away with was like, <laughs> I thought I was going to be terrified of her mm-hmm. and like walking on eggshells, which I was. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I really, I just was super impressed by her. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I really, I really like her. I think she's really, um, she's just like, a, I, I feel like were I someone who needed um, guidance mm-hmm. and someone who was in the art world. I feel like she would be a perfect person to give me that guidance. Yeah. There. In many ways. Yeah. Yeah. Cause as successful as she is, there's a, like a lack of pretense, which is really nice yeah. and refreshing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, everybody, uh, everybody loved you. That was like the first thing I heard the next day was like, <gasps> Robert was amazing. And I was like, all right, enough of that. Like <laughs> enough. I get it. Yes. I know. I have a great husband. How's yours? I, um, um, I sculpted my hair for that. Which was smart because it was one of the windiest days in the city that mm-hmm. day. And um, yeah, I uh, I was like, okay, I have to bring hair gel. Because like I did a couple of, I filmed a couple of videos with Jiggly for her YouTube channel. And then when I was editing them, I was like, what is happening with my hair? My hair is everywhere. And I put product in my hair uh, for that, for, like for those videos. But then like my hair started separating and it started to look mm-hmm. like a comb over which i ha- it is a comb over but like can i can i try and disguise it 
Um, so, which, which is what I was trying to do. It's a side sweep. It's a side sweep. Whatever. Um, but you could see in. Like mm-hmm. the, it was like the blinds were open. Mm. Anyway, I I thought about that, and I was like, I'm going to learn from this mistake. And when I, because I don't normally put product in my hair, I um, I use these like drops to try and stimulate hair growth where hair hair growth is missing. And so I want to put the least amount of product in my hair so that it doesn't impede the hair growth. Mm-hmm. Um, but on this occasion, I put uh, I put like uh, putty in my hair and then mm-hmm. I sprayed it and then like actually like sculpted it with my fingers mm-hmm. so that it wouldn't move. Sounds like you were sealing yeah. your dick. That's kind of what it felt yeah. like. Um, it had been a very long time since I'd put hairspray mm-hmm. in my own hair. It looks really cute. So, I have to thanks. Say. Um, yeah, so I was, um, I was really trying to go for that, uh, trophy spouse trophy look. Spouse. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I have a trophy husband, people. I said that to my coworkers as a joke and they all just like kind of went back to what they were doing. They were like, oh. whereas like they were listening to my story before that, they were just like, mm, back to typing. Like, <laughs> they're like, before I have to say something mean, <laughs> that's like, like, that's that, that level of silence, you know, I like. I kind of wish they just said it because that would have been funnier. Yeah. But. Um, but other than that, I mean, you know, just busy. I don't know. I'm fighting with a wedding dress at the moment, but oh, you know, yeah, I'm making my my stepmother's or my future stepmother future stepmother's um, wedding dress. So we had our first fitting in two years because there were so many in- things I've learned about like the Catholic Church and getting married in the Catholic Church in this country after it, it, it so much stuff that pisses me off but yeah we're at that point so hopefully it will be ready for their wedding in August but I'm I'm sure stressful. because she actually she loves the dress yes she tried it on and you told me that she started tearing up oh, when yeah. you zipped her when she mm-hmm. zipped her into it yeah um I I wonder have you thought about the situation that you're in where like your father is remarrying and not only are you on board for the wedding, but you're like making the wedding oh, dress. You, you mean how it that? makes me, you know, I, it's weird. Cause I think it's, it's like batshit crazy that I'm okay with this. Yeah. But at the same time, the way I see it is this. And, and, and I don't know, you know, if, if other people um, have had a similar situation, I'd love to hear what people think because yes, I have talked out loud with people I know about this because like my mom, as people know who've listened for a while, my mom passed away ten over ten years ago now, mm-hmm. and I never um and you know things were imperfect between my parents. I mean they, they never are for most people, but like you know it wasn't it, the the situation is this: it's not like my mom and dad divorced and are on bad terms because well they're not. You know my mom right. passed away, so in many ways it's kind of like for me that connection was like very personal and like between me and my mom you know and that loyalty and all that but then after she passed away like I still have that obviously you know like that history is still there but then it's like well then my dad has to continue on with his life right and and it's been a and and that I think is something that I've been surprised in in myself in that Mm -hmm. I I was the one who like encouraged him to start dating helped him sign up you know, on dating websites and stuff, because I'm like, you know, it'd been, I don't know, two or two years, maybe, maybe a little less. But I was like, you know, I, I don't know if this is the answer, but like, you're not going to friends to so try this. And anyway, and he met uh, Regina, his fiance, and um, 
I don't I don't know. I, I guess because I felt like that era in my life that closed mm-hmm. or ended once my mom died. So then now it's a whole new thing. Yeah. So I've compartmentalized it. And I've been, you know, done a lot of um uh, what's that like fancy term, you know, like emotional inventory Okay. about this <laughs> because I've made things for her before and she's really liked them. And when she asked me, well, kind of her and my dad actually asked me if I wouldn't mind making the wedding dress. I was like intimidated and scared because it's a wedding dress. Yeah. Not because of like, you know, like, um, I, yeah, I didn't see my parents get married. So I don't have memories well, of that. Like, I don't, what I'm saying is I don't have, um, I don't know. I just, I don't really have a, a negative feeling about I just it. okay and I feel like I need to I need to state my background so I grew up in a house with two parents who are still married to this day and so I don't understand uh the feelings behind like losing a parent mm-hmm. or um or uh having to experience my parents getting a divorce so starting from that point I sort of feel like you are going emotionally, you're going above and beyond the call of duty by making this dress. Mm -hmm. So I'm just wondering if you ever thought about like, if you ever had a moment to think about like the, um, the emotional space that you need to clear for yourself. Yes, I have. Cause I've, I've had one or two dreams about said dress, but I don't remember them all, which Mm. is because it was months ago. And then I was like, I thought about it because my mom shows up a lot, but I, I don't remember this dream very well. Anywho, um, maybe you'll have another one, and we can, can uh, talk. We can it. discuss it in a segment. Mm-hmm, in a segment, we have segments now. <laughs> um, I don't know. I am. Um, I. Uh, it makes my dad happy. Yeah, and 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 the funny thing is, like, that's enough for me. Like, that's really where. That's how I kind of felt my entire life. Like, if my mom was unhappy. I wanted her to be happy. If my, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we were all kind of against my dad growing up. But anyway, <laughs> long stories. Um, but he's happy. And he, hasn't, he hadn't been happy in a very long time. Right. And so the way I see it is that this makes him happy. And in many ways, he's become a better person because he's had time to reflect over the years. And so I'm attaching kind of this stuff to my dad. And like, it, and I'm not saying it makes him happy just as a way to like, you know, like... um put my own feelings aside mm. is that I do sit there and I think, and I'm like, well, this is making her happy. So if I'm making both people happy who, you know, are, you know, obviously very, you know, very close to my dad and have become close with Regina over the past few years. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's never been anything but nice and kind and has always been very conscious of, um, you know, these issues basically because yeah, we, yeah. we've talked about them you know yeah. and and so that i think has really um kind of been a surprise for me as well yeah uh so yeah no i mean yeah i, I mean i yeah i don't think that it's i think it's a unique experience because i don't think that a lot of people would be on board with like i mean not only like you know their their parent getting remarried mm-hmm. um but also like participating in the wedding in the way that i am mm-hmm. and taking on a huge responsibility for it too right um but it's um it's kind of fun yeah you know fun and frustrating but that's a <laughs> that's a fit and sewing issue yeah but um, you're you're learning and i feel like by doing this i i know that a wedding dress is not the typical project that would help you like learn on the job mm-hmm. but i feel like you are yeah. You're learning a lot just from making this one dress. Yeah, I've made it twice. <laughs> yeah, and you have to 
<laughs> you have to make it a third time. Because because so. of course I pick a pattern that to fit. Like in order to do a fitting, the whole damn thing needs to be made. Right. Like it's not, you know, I can just make one part. But right. I don't know. It's really cool. I'm learning yeah. a lot of new stuff, and I think Regina and I are getting closer. Um, yeah. And I have her snatched. Mm-hmm. Like literally, she looks snatched, which makes me very excited. Yeah. So she's gonna look great. Yeah. Um. Let's uh. Let's take a break, and then when we come back, we'll do our track by track review of Lizzo's new album. So stick around. We'll be right back. Oh, hi, it's me, Robert. And I have a question. Do you shop on Amazon? If so, you can be a supporter of our show. Just go to grizzlykiki.com and click the Amazon button in our menu. Anytime you shop on Amazon using our link, we'll get a small commission on everything you buy. And it's free. There's no cost to you as the money comes out of Amazon's pocket, not yours. So bookmark it, use it, and every time you buy from Amazon, you'll be helping us keep the kiki going. We're back, and we are so excited to be doing this track-by-track review of Lizzo's Cause I Love You. Um, yeah. Do you want to uh, talk about the album as so a whole first? I, it just, it's so good. <laughs> it's 11 songs, which right. It, right before we started recording, I was saying how it's, um, it's a 33-minute long 11-song album, mm-hmm. but there's so much in it that it feels longer in a good way. Um, but, you know, this, I feel like, is... Like, there's a lot of, like, the Lizzo that we've gotten to know mm-hmm. over the years. There's incredible collaborations. Um, and so there's some new things in there, and, mm-hmm. and it's evocative of, you know, um, specifically Prince. Like, there is a lot of, of that influence in there, a lot of kind of... Um, 80s synth kind of vibes to it in certain songs. Um, But it's also this amazing, I think, declaration of self-love. Oh, yeah. Um, Because the Cuz I Love You, it's because she loves herself. And I think that, like, she's gone through this journey, you know, from her her first two full albums and Coconut Oil, which I think Coconut Oil was a big kind of, um, like, a very vulnerable uh, body of work I think yeah, yeah. and so this to me is her um, continuing this kind of like not even body positive but like self positive movement that she's a part of mm-hmm. you know and I think every song can be seen in in you know from multiple uh, or can be interpreted multiple ways but the way I see them is that they're all or most of them are um, are like love letters to different parts of herself yeah. that she has learned to love and embrace and celebrate right you know um, so I love that it's Lizzo week yes um yeah Yeah, i um i i love this album i uh i don't know i was so what i was trying to do is i could have sworn that because this this album like just just with this body of work you can tell that lizzo is definitely uh inspired by prince um but i just wanted to I don't know. I I wanted to make sure because I could have sworn that she worked with Prince at one point. Um, And so I'm trying to find proof of that. Uh, Let's see. Oh, so she did. um, Yeah, it looks like when Prince did an album called. Okay, I'm going to try and pronounce this. Plectrum Electrum. Oh, okay. Plectrum Electrum. 
and um, her and Sophia Eris, who is like her... Oh, her like DJ. Her DJ, but I feel like she's got a better, there's like a better title for her. Um, but they they work together on a track on that album. Because um, I could have sworn that it was more than just like she's inspired by Prince. I, I, I sort of took it a step further and was like, oh, she was like... Uh, you know, working with him and that's why she had so much love for him. Um, so she definitely shouts him out in, I think it's in love, the song in love off Lizzo bangers, I think, or maybe it's big girl, small world. I forget which one. Um, anyway, I love this album. I, um, I do. I really like the strong, um, self-empowerment moment it's because it's it's definitely there's a there's a big uh women empowerment and like body positive message that comes from this album but um more importantly to me the like the self-empowerment element of it is just it was like super important to me Mm -hmm. um do we want to get into the the tracks themselves now yeah um well oh before that i love the album art yes just her sitting there naked and i just got a tickle because to celebrate the release her like team surprised her with a cake a lizzo cake like a three-dimensional like sculpted cake of her and it was fucking adorable so amazing anyway i just i feel like lizzo is such a she's just like a a fountain of joy <laughs> she's yeah she's great she's a supporter i think of everybody who's marginalized um yeah. she recently i think like two weeks ago did this incredible piece with them.us uh for their like debut cover story mm-hmm. um where she interviewed janelle monet and so it was also very interesting to to like read that interaction but she is I, I love that when like the at, at the two concerts concerts of hers that we've been to during like you know when she first comes on stage and everything she talks about it you know being a safe space and like respect and all of that and I think that that's amazing yeah but yeah she's just she's great Lizzo's perfect yeah it was especially <laughs> um, the 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 first time we saw her it had been like the last time she was in New York was when. Um, I want to say it was when the verdict about Eric Garner, like the day of her concert mm-hmm. was the day that they um, they announced the verdict of the, the police officer involved mm-hmm. in Eric Garner's murder. And um, and she was just like, I had such a hard job that day because I had to make everybody mm-hmm. forget about that. And, yeah. you know, it was just like, I, I feel like that the 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 motivation behind that show kind of follows her now. And it like mm-hmm. it um, she's just like, I need to I need to come come at every show at that same energy Mm -hmm. so that everybody forgets about all of the bullshit that's happening outside of this room yeah i'm definitely excited to see her yeah um in concert again yeah we're seeing her in like two weeks or something yeah i'm so excited um so so, because i love you Mm. the first song so i'm gonna say what i got out of the song because Mm -hmm. i feel like you got something very different i feel like this song is about her um her falling her realizing she's falling in love by seeing the compromises that she's making in her own like in the the choices that she would normally Mm -hmm. make on her own um and i feel like that is a big component of falling in love is being like oh this one thing that was super important to me doesn't really matter anymore because you matter more 
in a way, mm-hmm. which is a good thing, but also it can definitely be a bad thing. Um, so I got, I mean, I took that from the one line uh, where she says, got me standing in the rain, got to get my hair pressed again. Mm-hmm. And she just doesn't care. Mm-hmm. And it's like you, you, the, the idea that you're just like, oh, I'm going to go through this, like, I don't know, mm-hmm. four, six, eight hour hair appointment all over again, because you, whatever choices this other person made left me out in the rain. Yeah. And she's fine with it. Yeah. Like it says a lot oh, about absolutely. the feelings. Yeah, um, I kind of agree with you with this. I think it was about um, compromise. Yeah, and kind of like her because uh, she sounds very frustrated. Yeah, in the song, like oh crap, like I, you know, like when she says that she thought she was love impaired, it's it, you know, it speaks. To, I think that struggle of um, you know, kind of being just one and then being part of two, but still having to be like. You know, you still have to make decisions for yourself, yeah. but you're make you're making them informed by another mm-hmm. person. Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh it's like a it like you're like a salad, not a milkshake. Mm. Does that make sense? Okay. You know, like you milk, everything gets blended; it becomes one thing. Yeah. You know, no melting pot here. So I think like this was her talking about that experience and trying to um kind of. It doesn't seem like she was afraid of losing herself. I think that she was more like, shit, like, this is annoying. Yeah. Like, I'm feeling like this and I don't mind. Like, you know, my my hair is getting, like, all messed up. And, you know, like, I'm about to tattoo your name on me and that's cool. Like, yeah. I, I think it's, um yeah, this is, like, the silly shit that you... um you go you go through no, i mean not that i would know anything about that but so <laughs> well i was actually going to ask you because it made me think was there a moment when we started dating where you were like oh i'm totally throwing out every every bit of emotion that i felt about this one thing like i felt really strongly about this one thing and i kind of just don't care about it anymore because of this other person that i just met you know it's been so long i don't remember I mean, I can say because because this Friday yes. is our seven year wedding anniversary. Yes. So like that's a long time. It's our seven year wedding anniversary and coincidentally the four year anniversary of the okay. podcast. No, isn't it five? Didn't we start it in 2014? Oops. Did I get it wrong? Pretty sure it's it, four. It's, it, no, it's 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 the yeah. No, no. Because we're starting the then it's the we'll be going into our sixth year. Oh, Mm-hmm. wow. Yeah. Because we have three hundred something episodes, if I divide that by five, yeah, we have mm-hmm. almost we're almost oh, at four hundred actually. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, we put you through all that math. <laughs> but um, I d- I remember when we first met, it was a big thing. Um, if we had plans to go out, preparing your clothing for the outing was a big thing, and it wasn't the type of. You mean me preparing? Yeah, you. Oh, Because yeah. my friends are very flaky. And so when we first met, if like, if we were together and one of my friends texted me and was like, hey, we're going to the movies tonight. Um, the movie starts in an hour. An hour was not enough time. We had to. Yeah. Now it is. Though. Now it is. But I still sort of feel like 
if we have plans, it's better that the plans be like made well in advance. Well, we're also like busier now than we were then. So it's a little different. You also iron all of your clothing. I do. I don't. But now I iron everything in <laughs> advance. And I have spare yeah. outfits just in case something pops up. Because, ah. uh-huh, uh-huh, that's how I'm ready in 15 minutes if we have to go somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's very, um, that's very reminiscent mm-hmm. of the last track on this album. <laughs> I do remember, though, I remember sort of. when I started staying with you more and more often, you were like, is there anything that you need? Because I'd already brought a toothbrush. And... <laughs> I remember I was like, if you could get an ironing board, that would be great. And you bought, and I was just like kidding. And you bought, because I remember you texted me and being like, so what type of ironing board do you need? And I was like, what? And I'm like, oh, damn. I don't know. That meant a lot to me. It's like better than flowers. I, so at that time, I think I was, um, I had just lost my job. So I was fun employed and I had lots of time on my hands. Mm-hmm. And so I just went down and I had plenty of time to go shopping. So yeah. I went down to the store and I bought, I think I bought an iron and an ironing board, or maybe we already had an you iron. You had an iron already. Oh, so yeah. anyway. Um, but I just, it, it, this song made me think of that. Like what, um, what compromises were made um, in, in this relationship? I mean, for me, it was a big deal that we had, I think it was our fifth date at the Met because I hated museums at the time. Was it I our fifth date? Hated them. It was early. It was. I think it, it was, was our single third digits, date. and it was early. Yeah. And I remember thinking, "Fuck!" Like you know, uh, similarly to how I felt when we went to this dinner mm-hmm. this past Monday. Oh my God, you came all dressed up too to that date, and I was like, "Why is he all dressed up?" Because I don't. I don't feel comfortable in those surroundings. So I'm just like, I can't be my usual t-shirt and jeans person. I have to, you know, I have to be a little fancier. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, I was there in like probably sneakers or something. I also didn't dress up for our first date and you noticed. <laughs> I did? You know the commercial? Yeah. You know, have I don't know if you've seen the commercial. I forget what it's for. Um, but it's the, it's, a, it's for some kind of detergent where the, um, the couple, they sit down together and um and he's like you look lovely and she's like and you look or no he says you look incredible and she says and you look incredibly comfortable it's oh, it was yeah. very that commercial the said- first time cuz you showed up with a wearing a um a button down shirt and like slacks and dress Jean. shoes and stuff okay sure if they were jeans they were jeans sure but you came, you looked like you were dressed up like you were looked yeah. like you were going out I, on the other hand, was wearing a polo shirt and jeans and probably sneakers because, you know, whatever. Yeah. But I mean, it was also a snowstorm. Sure. Whatever. I just I remember I remember that. And I remember you pointing out that, like, I was basically like underdressed. I did. I said (laughs) that. I did not. Not on the date. Not on the date. After the fact. I mean, I thought you look cute because you're in this like green and blue striped polo, which I won't let you throw out because you still have it where somewhere in one of the zip bags but anyway i thought you looked really cute oh i just i've i feel like i remember us having a conversation where you all i remember is your hands are on the table that's actually i saw your hands before i noticed your face and i was like his hands are clean they're like trimmed and manicured i was like okay good i try you know yeah because i just can't yeah with that but anyway let's move on to like a girl which is the second track on the album a very a, a, a very strong 
a woman empowerment song, mm-hmm. but it's also to me it it feels like it's also about taking up space and allowing um allowing your femininity to just be mm-hmm. and for that to be like if if it's a source of power for you, it's a source of power mm-hmm. for you. Like whatever it wants to be, it can be. Mm-hmm. And it actually made me so I, I had this moment where um so I always feel like I need to be like I need to butch up, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I I'm sure other people can relate. Um, but specifically when I'm in public, I feel like if I'm not presenting a butcher version of myself, I'm like leaving myself open to um whatever I'm, I'm leaving myself a little too vulnerable hmm. right and then i th- i was thinking about it the other day on my commute and i was like all of the all of the symbols of strength that i've looked to growing up were women mm-hmm. you know there was something lacking in all the men either they were like too stupid or they were uh, they were being oppressive to other people there was just there was something about the symbol of strength that came from a woman that really spoke to me growing up. And so I never really paid attention to guys and I was intimidated by them and they were just like they weren't for me. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about this and I was like, but I look to all these women as symbols of strength. So what's wrong with strength coming from femininity? Mm-hmm. Nothing. Nothing. That's the problem is that everybody's like. You know, um, because our society is misogynistic and, you know, treats women unfairly, it's like femininity is seen as a um, as a liability, as a, um, a in some cases, a disability, which also, yeah. you know, is is not correct. Um, and I can honestly say that I think anything I've ever learned that's worth hanging on to has been from women, not from men. Hmm. So interesting. Um, I, I like on this song that she, you know, she like name checks like Shaka Khan, Lauren Hill, Serena Williams, who she calls <laughs> Serena Willie, which I really appreciated. Um, you know, she's like calling out these powerful, um, successful women who have kind of done things in their own way, Yeah, you know, and, and are still successful. Um, you know, references like you know being being a stripper like you're still going to be successful because you're powerful you know all yeah. these other things that she mentioned in, in this song you know if you're if you're gonna you know like fight like a girl cry like a girl you know run the whole damn world like basically just embrace everything about yourself as a woman um and i think you know it's an empowering song so in yourself and yeah. just do you know rule the world like yeah. go out and conquer you right. know um yeah. One of my favorite lines from the song is uh only exes that I care about are in my fucking chromosomes. Mm-hmm. I mean It's great. That's a, that's gonna be tattooed on someone's body for mm-hmm. sure because it's that's a very powerful statement to me. Um and then I like her reference to TLC mm-hmm. um by saying a crazy sexy cool baby in the yeah. pre chorus. I also I love that we have this moment at the very, very end of the song. Um, where she's just like being honest and being her charming self and <laughs> and showing that she's like, oops, didn't know the song was going to end there. But. Do you think that was like, uh, what do you call that? Like planned? Un- unplanned? Probably. I like it. It's very, it's a really charming way, I think. It's, it's one of the reasons I love her. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 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 Uh, the third track on the album is Juice, which yes. I believe is the first single yes. off of the album. Um, yes. Quite the banger. It's amazing. Yeah. It's just like, 
I want juice like Lizzo's juice. Yeah. That's how I feel. Yeah. And um, it's just like, it's all about, to me, it's all about like harnessing your own energy mm-hmm. and realizing that you are fucking amazing. And, and that's kind of that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that can, um, that can take away the charge from the battery is when you use it. So yeah. if you use it for the shit you care about, mm-hmm. then that's that, you yeah. know? I also think like, um, there's uh, one part in, in when I think the chorus, the pre-chorus, where she's like, if I'm shining, everybody going to shine. And I yes. like I li- I like this because this is something I try to like adhere to. Mm-hmm. It doesn't always work, but it's something I, I always tell a lot of my friends. And, and I mean, e- even like specifically the women in my life who, who have had kids and felt overwhelmed and are like confiding in me. And I'm always like, do what my mom used to do. Like send your husband and your kids out or send them all their own ways and have a day to yourself. And like, cause like if you're not taking care of yourself and you're a caregiver, then you're not good to anybody. Right. Especially yourself. And so I just really like that because yeah. it's like, if you bring this, I mean, for lack of a, like your, your own light or like your own confidence, like that stuff does rub off on people. Yeah. And you never know who, you know, you're going to encounter in a day or throughout your life that your confidence and your kind of like self-love like may help. Yeah. Not to be, you know, all like, Ooh, like, no, I knew I, you about it, but I think that totally that's, feel that way. um, you know, and on top of that, like you're kick ass. Right. So like, let it shine. Yeah. I, I also, I love the, the notion. Cause uh, I, I feel like in, in music, um, a, a lot of, um, a lot of the bragging that comes from music it comes from a place of this like, or it comes from the mindset that there's a scarcity model. And so her saying, if I'm shining, everybody going to shine. Mm-hmm. Like she's not living in the scarcity model. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when you're not living in the scarcity model, you're not as concerned about, um, well, you're not concerned about what other people are doing, but you're more apt to make uh, big, like big choices mm-hmm. and, and big statements like this one. So yeah. it's also a very luscious song. Yeah. Because, like, just, like, her references to, I mean, Juice, obviously, right? But, like, she references yeah. Grey Goose, Chardonnay. Um, you know, when she says on the pudding and the proof, I think it's also just, like, you know, I'm this big, voluptuous, powerful woman. Yeah. And it's, like, I'm, like, she takes every chance she has to remind you of that. And yeah. I think that that's, um, I mean, you're going to hear empowering a lot through this. <laughs> right. Like, review of her album um it is a very empowering album it's uh, this song is so damn catchy too yeah it's so like it's just great yeah yeah um my favorite line from the song is david you ain't being slick don't dare try to cop a feel like i love the way she oh, writes oh now i get lyrics. it she is such she's such a wordsmith <laughs> i was like you were like who's david and i was like david copperfield like, but I was like, because like, you know, then cop a feel. I was like, okay, wait, David, who has been in the news lately? Who's done something bad? Like that was what was in my mind. <laughs> no. Um, the magician. Yeah. I like when she's like, <laughs> look, baby, I'm the whole damn meal. Like that's amazing. Yeah. 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 It's great. Um, Soulmate is a very important song to me and I'll tell you why. So Friday morning when her album came out, I was listening to it. Daniel had just left for work and soulmate comes on and i'm like pretending to twerk or whatever the fuck and i i i heard i forget what part of it um i think it was um look up in the mirror like damn she the one and i felt it felt like i was gonna start crying because of the message of this song 
I have I have such a hard time loving myself that like not only hearing this song from an artist that I love and admire and respect or whatever, but also from a, a song that you can dance to. Cause mm-hmm. like so rarely do artists put like a strong message in a song that makes you want to dance. Yep. Um, it just, it hit me like a ton of bricks. So it was the self love anthem that I didn't know I needed. And it is probably my favorite song on this whole album because of how I received it the first time I heard it. I mean, it's, it's great. Yeah. And like, honestly, she kind of left me without words throughout this whole thing. So I'm kind of just going to be like, that's great. That's perfect. <laughs> She's amazing. Because it's just, it's so well edited too, or like, you know, produced, edited. I don't know all the terminology. Produced. This, but it's also like tight and like, it's just good. It's great the way it is. Doesn't need anything else. I don't want it to sound like anything else. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's just great. Um. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I mean... Yeah, I, I mean, I like, you know, we always get extra fries. And mm-hmm. you know the sex is fire. I mean, that's great. Yeah. Like, you can eat and have great sex, too. Like, it's amazing. Yeah. Why? Because it's your, like... Because you it's know, you. You know what you like in more ways than one. Yeah. And again, I think it's this kind of, like, you need to love yourself first. Yeah. And, like, think that you're, like you know, the best one. Trust yourself, there. love yourself. Yeah. Yeah, it's important. Um, so Jerome, <laughs> to me, is a song about breaking up with a fuck buddy. Mm-hmm. That's just, that's immediately what I got. Um, and I love the line, take your ass home where the peaches have thorns. Because I don't think, so modern culture right the first thing we think of with a peach is an Mm -hmm. ass because it's the emoji that people use to interchange Mm -hmm. or whatever um but we don't ever think of peaches as having thorns because i think typically when you buy them the thorn has already been removed Mm -hmm. um but i just i love the the imagery they do i looked it up (laughs) oh like (laughs) on the branches really Mm -hmm. huh it's almost to me it looks more like a crown but um yeah i don't know it's just like that's very interesting. it's also the idea of like this this like uh this like voluptuous but like sweet fruit that like in order for you to even touch it you you know that you're gonna be hurting yourself in a way like there's a there's a um there are like consequences to touching peaches mm-hmm. i just I, I love the the poetry behind that imagery um i also i love you know because like it's clear from the way this song is written that like she understood that she has to do this there's mm-hmm. no there there are no choices yeah and that um Jer- i guess jerome is a person that she thought they could have more with and she's like no you gotta go um mm-hmm. and and you know there wasn't a clear moment of it where at the end like uh, at the end of the second verse she's like if you want another girl that can do this for you, I know one. I, mm-hmm. I'll call her for you. Yep. She's like, I'm done with you. Get out. Mm-hmm. Which is like very empowering. My favorite, favorite part of the song yes. is when she says, I'm sorry, 2 a.m. photos with smileys and hearts ain't the way to my juicy parts. Yes. Like, that is some fuckboy shit if I've ever heard it. Because you did something fucked up. You want, you know, to make a booty call at 2 in the morning. Yep. And you're trying to be all like, nya, nya, baby. it's like, no, it's not going to work. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, again, it's just, it's, it's really great the way um, it reads, the way it sounds, you know, it's um, kind of silly. 
Yeah. You know, I, I think it's um it's very smart. I just I loved it from when when she was like, oh, look, listen, shut up. Like that whole thing was very like I've I, I had to do that a bunch of times when I was single was to break up with a fuck boy. But like the, the person I had to convince was myself. So it's interesting to see her being like, no, you need to hear me now. Mm-hmm. Because you have to convince yourself before you make yeah. it to this step. This reminds me a lot of that um one of my favorite Carly Simon songs, Jesse, where it's all about her like struggling with how she deals with, you know, like a fuckboy basically. Yeah. Who's coming back into town. She can't tell anybody, but she's gonna you know, like you, where Lizzo says here, uh, your style in that beard, ooh, don't get me distracted. Carly let herself get distracted and yeah. had to go through a journey through the song to like be like, you know, fuera. Yeah. Um. So yeah. I thought a lot about that song. Yeah. With this. Makes so. sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who's next? What did you think of Cry ba- Baby? Um, I liked it. I mean, it wasn't um the one that had the biggest impact on me. Yeah. But I thought that it it fit really well kind of after Jerome because mm-hmm. any type of so like I feel like there's a lot of like it, you're going on a um on like I think an actual like journey with her through this. Yeah. And and I, I just take this moment to say that I think that the 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 album is really cohesive in that like it's it's not just tracks, you know, that have been pulled or or whatever. They really do flow into one another, I yeah, think. And so a story. I, I thought Crybaby as like. You know, like she ended this mm-hmm. and like it was on her terms, but that doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. Right. Like, I think that this is like, you know, like she says, I don't need to apologize. Us big girls got to cry. It's like, even if you have chosen something and, you know, you made that choice and you're confident in it, that doesn't mean that it, it it's not going to hurt or that you're right. not going to mourn that loss because while you're doing it to better yourself you're still like excising something from your life that mm-hmm. you valued at one point. Yeah. So that's what I thought this was kind of a, a response to was that like, if you're going to, if, if you feel like crying, you should. Yeah. It doesn't make you weak. It doesn't make you, um, uh, you know, like a, like a doormat. You're just, you have to cry. It's an emotion. I mean, crying is a release. So yeah. release it. Yeah. Um, very like feel your feelings, mm-hmm. you know, be yourself yeah yeah um and it's really interesting that tempo comes right after this song because it's a very it's like a perfect opportunity to heal from Mm -hmm. the the crying of like you know breaking this Mm -hmm. thing off and then you know and then we have this like Mm -hmm. complete change in energy essentially especially when it begins with i've been waiting for this one turn it up now Mm -hmm. i think that can be taken in one of two ways yeah kind of like she's waiting for this you know she just had a like a like a like a dip right mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. now it's like okay i've cried now i'm ready i'm gonna get like gussied up and like hit the town again mm. you know like I've, I've 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 shed all the morning clothes let's go but also because she'd been wanting to collaborate with missy elliott yes. for so long and they'd been talking about it for so long yes. and then it just kind of happened through a series of emails according to forget what we watched we were watching some interview with her yeah yeah. because it was before the album was released and um she was teasing that she was collaborating with somebody else as well and they asked her about tempo oh right it's when she said i'm collaborating with a male rapper and it was a beats one interview that we were there we go Yeah, yeah and she talked about this song in particular and how like it just kind of like 
came to be yeah you know and then she saw like missy's verse and was like oh my god and uh, this is a missy elliott song absolutely like it is it has her all over it yeah it's amazing yeah i mean i'm so excited that missy is working on stuff that i mean that we know of i don't know if she's working like behind the scenes with anybody right now i don't think she is because the only person I knew of that she was working with behind the scenes was Jasmine Sullivan mm-hmm. once upon a time. And I don't think Jasmine's released music in a while. Yeah. I mean, Missy is a genius. Yeah. In, in producing. I mean, in she's, also her own solo career, but she started as a producer. No, like yeah. that's what she was doing. She's, she is a career maker yeah. for a lot of people. She completely changed Aaliyah's sound mm-hmm. and, you know, has gone on to do the same for a lot of other people. Um, but, uh, I was just going to say my interpretation of I've been waiting for this one, turn it up, is like when you're in a mood and you're listening to your music on shuffle Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden the one song you haven't heard in years that is like the one that's going to change your energy completely, Mm -hmm. that one comes on just in the right moment. That's Mm -hmm. That's what I got from it. And then, of course, what follows is this like incredible... I hate to say body positive, but like body positive anthem. Cause like, I don't really, it's a big girl anthem. It's a big girl. I anthem, think. And yeah. like at being I just, a, a I don't, big person, I'm like, I, yes, I don't relate to the term body positive. It, it seems, uh, it's, it seems to me to be about like big girls who eat quinoa and that's just not me. But, um, but I can be, let, let's call it a big girl anthem. There you go. I don't like body positive because to me, like I, I get its intention and all that. I feel it's overused, mm-hmm. used inappropriately because you have all these people, you know, you know, particularly like the these like gay boys who are. It's like body positive and thick, and it's yeah. like you're not. No, like you're not. You're not that right, right. now. Like you are what people can see you know like the the that's attractive type of person right you know you're not like you know somebody who has like extra stuff in places where you're told you're not supposed to yeah so body positivity is kind of like just like be happy with yourself like even you know like you got all this stuff going on with you but like you know be positive yeah that's how i see it Maybe I'm wrong, but it, it feels temporary. Like yeah. the idea of it's a being like, oh, price. you're, you know, body positive. It's like, love your body, but like, you know, let's change it a little mm-hmm. bit. That's just, I don't, I don't know why, but that was always associated with it for me. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, but love this song. And um, I love the notion that um, slow songs are for skinny hoes. It's just amazing. Can't move all of this shit to one of those. And I particularly love it. tempo. Pity pat pat pity pat pat that and then wait pity pat pity pat pity pity pat <laughs> look at my ass it's pity pity fat <laughs> I literally read that like you know when people are like uh, you know the, the the British like white man voice reading like a rap song yeah that's what I just did mm-hmm. but I because like to me that's like Missy even though Lizzo's singing it and it's yeah. just ah oh, it's so good I just I wonder if Missy had more of a hand in this in this particular song. Uh, than in some of the other tracks because it does like you said it it does feel like a missy yeah. elliott From, song like the lyrics the the way it's, it's like laid out the 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 track i mean the the beat rather it's, oh it's for sure like right now i wish we were listening to it yeah <laughs> um it's also very the um the guitar riff at the beginning you mentioned this mm-hmm. is very um, it's very prince when doves cry yep yeah it's crazy because like we've 
I think now listen to the album twice, like together, together, yeah, out loud, you know, like out loud. Second yeah. time we actually printed out the lyrics and looked at them as we were listening, and I still, when this song started, I was like, oh, when doves cry, yeah, like it's a great guitar riff, yeah. It, it's it's not the one from Doves Cry, but I no. think that it's um, it's reminiscent, it's reminiscent yeah. of it. Uh, so I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Uh, the next song is Exactly How I Feel featuring Gucci Mane. Um, this again, song is another moment of being like, I'm not in a good mood today mm-hmm. and that's okay. Yeah. And we're going to, I'm, I'm going to make it through this day and mm-hmm. that's fine. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's uh, love me or hate me. Ooh, I ain't changing and I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Like that's it. I mean that, and I don't give no, fu- I don't give a fuck. That note that she hits is just, mm, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. So often I think you're told like, you just need to like, yeah, you need to like get through your day or get through your life. Right. Because like, you don't have a choice. You have to keep moving forward, but it's like, you don't have to always do it with a smile on your face. Exactly. If, you don't, if you're just not in the mood that day, you don't have to be fake about it. There there are cues you can give to those around you mm-hmm. as to how you're feeling. Right. And hopefully they will respect that to, you know, whatever extent is like professional or appropriate or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I think this is a very good lesson and you just need to study this song, mm-hmm. I think, and take it to heart. I will say reading the lyrics to Gucci Mane's part is not, I, I, I sort of feel like it doesn't really fit, but you know, this this was the rapper she was talking about collaborating mm-hmm. with in that interview we watched, um, and so I'm I'm happy that she was able to make a dream come true and you know and on one of her albums. So I thought I thought his his verse is is his own. Um, he sounds really good. He on, sounds really good on that yeah. on the track. I just don't love. I don't know it it. It doesn't feel as like as as strong of a message as the rest of the song, basically. No, but, but you could yeah, say but the same thing about Missy's collab, like or Missy's uh, track or her, not her track, her verse in tempo. You could say the same thing a little bit. No, but there's um there's there's a um there's uh like a character that she's doing. Yeah, well, because I think in Missy's verse she's echoing everything that Lizzo said before in her own way. Yeah. I think with Gucci Mane, I think he's just kind of like using the stuff that he has, like literally stuff, right? To kind of um I don't know, justify how, 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 he, he, like he's a man. He doesn't know how to do it better. Wow. <laughs> like as I my just... as my mother used to tell me, I can re I can raise you to the best of my abilities. But you're still a man. You're still a man. So I'm yeah. sorry. And like, I I mean, I it's just, you know, like, no matter how tapped in you are as a man to your feminine side or how well you get along with women, it it's still there is going to be a fundamental um, there is a fundamental privilege that we as men have. Yeah. You know, whether you're, you know, gay, straight, non-binary, like as long as the physical presentation or visual is that of male you have privilege like from the jump yeah and so you can't really relate yeah you can only try yeah so it just know. it it felt it didn't feel cohesive with the rest no. of the song to me Mm-mm. it could have been part of any any yeah. song so yeah yeah um who do we have next better in color mm. which um i don't know i don't i i like the song i just don't really know what to take away from it necessarily 
Um, it's it sort of does feel like um, it 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 feels like you know uh, the very like the the blacker the berry the sweeter the juice mm-hmm. type of thing yeah. you know well I, you know she's she's like i think in a way like um sorry um like yelling at all those men people out there who are you know kind of of the um you know like i have to like date somebody who looks just like me or like i have to sleep with this particular like you know stock person that i can order from amazon you know what i mean like that's what i think this is it's like well if you're with me it's gonna look a lot better you Mm -hmm. know because like love looks better in color and i think that it's like you know she is a person of color and people of color are marginalized and seen you know treated as less than in our society but which is inappropriate um and apparently there are like whole tweet like twitters and instagrams dedicated to like light skin love so i feel mm-hmm. like this is aiming at that yeah oh and being God, like stop it watching. insecure yes yeah where uh was it Dan- no one of the girls that daniel was daniel was dating like dating was like oh i love light skin love yeah <sighs> I, I really feel like this song mm-hmm. is aiming at that the notion that like to be i guess to be like um the model minority when you're black you have to be light-skinned so Mm -hmm. i feel like this is definitely aiming at that and being like nope Mm -hmm. try again yeah so um but it's a great song yeah it also Um, has a really good like beat yeah i think it's uh it's catchy yeah and the way she sings you know love looks better in color Mm -hmm. it just she belts it out it's great yeah hell yeah (laughs) um so heaven help me i had a question Mm-hmm. Is this song about uh like the self-fulfilling prophecy when you're dating someone and you're just like I'm going to fuck this up because I've fucked all the ones before it up or am I just hearing the wrong, you know? I wasn't message. really sure about this one. Mm-hmm. Um I love the line if you think you got me dictmatized, I need to get you out of my life. Mm-hmm. It's again it's it's her taking control again. But it sort of feels like she's working against her, uh, working against her better judgment in a way. Like mm-hmm. it's like she's regretting ending this relationship. Mm-hmm. I think so. Th- this one left me a, a bit, um, a bit stumped. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, not like I think I can unlock all of Lizzo's secrets um, by listening no. to her album, but I think. Um, I, I I think this it's it's a song about confusion. Yeah. I think and I think that that's why it's kind of um you know it's it's like uh like like when we have a fight for example and I'm kind of like going through the you know the like the the inventory of what was said, why it was said, how it started, how it ended, what I did, what you did like yeah. and and then trying to separate perception from you know like the the objective you know view of of whatever and I think that this is it. It's kind of like Somebody come and like sort this out. Yeah. Cause like, you know, there, there's like all these things. And again, it's kind of like, oh, okay, well, one thing, you know, you think you got me digmatized. Like, no, no. Like, so you're, she's, you know, there are little like bits, but maybe I'm, I'm over, overreaching, um, in that. Um, probably. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I, I mean, it's, it's a bit, it's a bit puzzling, but, um, but I did like it. I love it. And mm-hmm. I love that she plays the flute at the end of the song. Mm-hmm. Cause you get that. I feel like you get, 
the um, the joy behind seeing Lizzo play the flute when you see her live mm-hmm. because it's a whole thing. Yeah. She also like prances around the stage when she's doing it. Oh, like her thing is that she twerks while she's playing the flute. Yeah, that too. Like that's a big, you know, it's like a big thing. She mm-hmm. did it on um, Two Dope Queens when they had her on uh, on one of the specials they did on HBO recently it's it's fun it's just like it's bringing joy to something that i feel like a lot of people look at as like something that's a little stuffy maybe and and i mean the flute's like a fun joyful instrument i think so it's kind of like you can't i don't feel like it's like that all on its own i think you have to sort of frame it well yeah i mean it's it's all about how you you know how you play it right Um, and if you play it while you're twerking yeah we're gonna get the message also i i dare (laughs) There to be another twerking flautist. <laughs> a flautista. Twerking flautist, rapper, uh, singer. Everything. Supermodel. Yes, supermodel. Yes, supermodel. Yes. Um, Let's talk about lingerie. With a last... hint of drag queen in there, too. Yes. Um, the last track on the album. Oh, uh, lingerie. As soon I as mean... it starts, there was something about it that reminded me of um, If I Was Your Girlfriend by Prince. Um it's just a very similar thing, like I'm gonna be ready just in case mm-hmm. type of thing, which is sort of and I mean, this feels super real. Like if we're if we're gonna treat this album like it's Lizzo's diary, mm-hmm. this feels super real. That you would be like, you know, Jerome, go home. Like, uh, you know, um, if you think you got me digmatized, get out of my life. Like all mm-hmm. of these, like all of these messages in here of like. I don't actually need you, but if you're available later. But I don't don't think this is for that man. Okay. I think this is for a completely, because there are several men, I think, in this album. Right. You know, and so I think like, you know, in the first verse when she's like, you know, want to put your lips in places. I like it right there. Keep going and going. And she goes, you know what you're doing, don't you? It's like... No, it's, you know what you're doing, don't you? It's a very, like... Well, there we go. Yeah. But I think it is... But again, like, just because of all that doesn't mean that she can't expose this side of herself. Where, like, she wants to put on lingerie because, like, you know, it inspires something in the man that's coming over or whatever. I think it's, um, you know, I, I, I think, like, that resides in everybody regardless of, like, you know, the 10 tracks that just came before this right i think my point is more you can um you can make all of these statements to sort of empower yourself and all that stuff but you can also be someone who's like you know at the end of the day i'm gonna go home and change into my lingerie Mm -hmm. just in case yeah like that's the those two those two people can be the same person Mm -hmm. so which again is a concept i think that is not um promoted well, this concept is promoted. Well, no, no, I'm saying, no, no, <laughs> the concept that like you can, as a woman, you can have that duality. Yeah. You know, you either, it, it, it's kind of like, um, you know, a lady in the streets, a, a, a freak, a, a freak in, the in the sheets. Yeah. Like you, like, you know, you, you are, you're either a shrew, you're a virgin or you're, you know, like a slut. Right. Or whatever. And so, but it's like, no, it's not either or. Like, there's all these, I mean, slut is a terrible word, but it, you know, that's, that's like the term that's used. And I think it's like, no, you can be, you know, professional and in charge of yourself in your work life and in your, you know, and then in your relationship, but also 
allow yourself to be vulnerable and sexy and maybe want to present yourself to the person that you want to be intimate with. Because that's what the, this is like presenting herself to well, right. this man. And it's it's also he's pleasing her. Exactly. Throughout the whole song. And so that's the thing. It's like she this is her choice. Mm-hmm. She's like, because she wants something. Yeah. And she's going to get that something. And right. she got that something. Right. Because he made her crescendo. Um, right. So anyway, <laughs> I mean, yeah. 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 This is great. This is a great... Like, uh, he better know that she's doing this work. Yeah. You know what? It's like, yeah. He better appreciate it. Mm-hmm. At the very least. Yeah, or he's not getting those juicy parts. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so um, that was a, a, a very interesting note to end on, because when I first listened to this album, I sort of was thinking that Cause I Love You should have come last. Mm-hmm. But I was assuming, because I'd, I'd heard Cause I Love You a bunch of times before I'd heard mm-hmm. the whole album, I was assuming that the album was going to be like a love letter to someone. Um, but nope. <laughs> no, it's a love letter to, I told you, it's a love, love letter, letter to, herself. to herself. Yeah. And I, I think it's, um, you know, she's a, she's a multifaceted diamond. That is, yes, that's Lizzo. Yes. Um, I also, I would still love to know um, what she meant by, have you ever been to Paris at night? Neither have I, neither have I, neither have I. I'm just, I'm still, every time I hear that song, I'm like, what does she mean? What happens at Par- in Paris? And love. It's the one where she's like, um, Prince, give me mad dove or something like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So I always wonder about that. I love the way she writes her music. Like the, yeah. the, the lyrics are always like, I, they always have me being like, what was that that you mm-hmm. just said? I love it. Yeah. Um, did you talk about worship in relation to this album? No. Okay. There you so, go. Oh, I'm just like, because right now I'm thinking like, when you go to the gym, I'm going to put this on and clean the floors. Yes. That's literally what's going on. And in I'm going to put it on and go yeah. um, on the elliptical. That is an insight into our life at home on a Sunday. Um, and Soulmate's going to give me that like mm-hmm. that Super Mario yeah. mushroom. You're going uh, to break the energy elliptical. Thing. Yes. Um, <laughs> what was I going to say? You were going to talk about. So, the lady. okay. Yeah. I love this. It's amazing. Yes. But my favorite Lizzo song like is worship because when i'm feeling shitty that's what i worship I which is to. from coconut oil exactly. just to be clear it is it's just it sounds great i don't think that it got like as much traffic or whatever as as like the other songs from the ep um even though it's, it's been used a lot you know yeah. in in many things um but and it's like the song that if I ever do a performance in drag again, like this is the song I want to do. Right. For what, you know, because I just love it. To me, Worship is a song where she is like, you know, again, um, not not begging, but demanding that people, men, women, whoever she's talking to, mm-hmm. worships her because she is all of this. Yeah. And a bag of chips. And that, though... And that's great. It's a great concept because you are putting yourself in a place of empowerment, but you are demanding that people worship you. Yeah. Now, because I love you, the, the album as a whole, I think, is her worshiping herself. Yeah. And I, I like to me, like this is kind of the flip side of, of that where, again, because I love you is is directed at herself. You know, like this is this is her her love letter to her, her um embracing and loving everything about herself from head to toe. Mm-hmm. That's why she's naked on the album cover. 
You know, I mean, yeah. it is um, just I th- I think like the most fulfilled and and I think um, fully realized like form that Lizzo has taken so far. Yeah, I think it's it's this it's just it it yeah it like makes my head want to explode. Yeah. So that that's honestly how I took it was like listening to this whole thing and then thinking about worship is that it, it's now it's progressed so far mm-hmm. that like. She didn't need people to worship her. She knows she's worthy of being worshipped. She's worshipping herself. And I think that that is just such an amazing, um, I don't know, like, her head must have just, like, spun around ten times when she, like, (laughs) you know, came to that realization. Because that has to happen, you know, those things happen, like, in an instant. And, Yeah. yeah, so... I remember, so the first time I heard a Lizzo song was, uh, she was being interviewed by Phoebe Robinson on So Many White Guys, and uh, they played Good As Hell uh, in the episode, and I just remember thinking, like, wow, this is a really good song, and um, and so I went and I went and downloaded that, and I pre-ordered Coconut Oil, because it was available at that, at that time, um, and so I knew to worship Lizzo from the beginning. I just... You know, just based on what she was saying to Phoebe in the interview and like all of this other, I think phone came out shortly after that. And I was just like, I really, really like this person. And and it was one of the first times, well, it wasn't the first time, but it was one of the few times where I fell in love with an artist based on one song. And I, uh, and I was like, let's go see them live. And it added to... Uh, to my worshiping of this artist. And so I just, I couldn't be happier that she is releasing this album now. It is actually, I I did look it up and it is considered her third album. So I was wrong to think that uh, Lizzo Bangers and Big Girl Small World were um, uh, mixtapes, like I said at the beginning of the episode. Um, but, um, yeah. And those, I mean, if you haven't heard those first two albums, you need to go back and listen to it. Coconut oil is also amazing start to finish. And, um, and yeah, if you haven't heard, cause I love you, what are you doing? Pause this, go listen to it, go listen to it eight times. You know, um, I, I just, part of the reason why I was like, we need to stop our, uh, our, hiatus. Our, our hiatus and come back and talk about this is because I want the world to fall in love with Lizzo because I love her that fucking much. Mm-hmm. Like she is so in terms of like learning to love myself, which is something I'm trying to teach myself to do. I, I look to her as inspiration because y- she radiates the love mm-hmm. that she has for herself. Yeah. So yeah, she's super important to yeah. me and she's super important to us. And she just, I, she made yeah. me cry the first time that, um, we saw her in concert. Yeah. I think it was at the Bowery Ballroom, was it? Something like that. Something like that. I just, yeah, she's great. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, she's the one artist where if I'm watching her live, I dance because that's mm-hmm. what you're supposed to do. Um, and normally I feel self-conscious and I don't want to, but she makes me want to dance because yeah. that's what you're supposed to do to her music is dance. So I love, I love the joy that she brings into my life and I'm very grateful mm-hmm. for that. Um, so we're going to take a break, but when we come back, um, we've got some, we got some stuff. Mm We've got some new segments that we want to run by Mm -hmm. you. So stick around. We'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Quip, an innovative oral care brand that makes it easier than ever to maintain a healthy brushing routine. The simple secret to great oral health is good technique, consistent brushing, and regular upkeep. 
Do away with the myth that more power and features means a better clean by trying out their beautifully designed electric toothbrushes. They also take the guesswork out of replacing your toothbrush by delivering a new head and fresh batteries to you every three months. Shipping is free and you can cancel at any time. We use Quip and it's made us smile more because our teeth are actually clean. Quip is offering you, our listeners, $10 off your first refill by signing up at tryquip.com slash kiki. Again, that's tryquip.com slash kiki. Quip, oral care designed for a modern lifestyle. We're back. And the first the first segment, the first news segment we're going to try out is called Keto Corner, where we just share something that we learned about keto recently. Yeah. So this week, Daniel's going to tell you something. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I, I was wondering, well, how come I'm the only one in this section on the outline? <laughs> um, okay, so I I have like some guilt sometimes when we talk about keto on the podcast, because like, like last night I had three shrimp egg rolls and General Tso's chicken because it was 420. But also I was in my feelings about, I don't know, it raining outside. So I was like, let me have this. It made me feel like garbage. But the thing is that like, I... I've had to like come to terms with certain things about keto and that like maybe I'm not going to like lose all this weight at once. I mean, I have lost about 30 pounds at this point and you know, there's some weeks I'll gain a pound, some weeks I'll I'll lose two or three and gain 0.5 pounds or whatever. But I like wanted to like pat myself (laughs) on the back because it's kind of, it's been like maybe seven or eight months that we've been doing this together and it's been the longest that we've stuck to any, like type of meal plan i would say and you know it's great because like i don't i don't have as much unexplained pain as i used to i have more energy than i used to as well and so i can have a meal on occasion that's not keto or a thing here or there because for me keto is just kind of like a a way to do better it's not it's something that i refuse to like be beholden to and it's taken me a lot to get to that place. Like, and I, and I don't know if that's a good way or a bad way to do it. Cause like our friend David, who introduced us to keto, like when he's on it, he's on it like hard, you know, yeah. and all of that. But I do think that it's, it's still like been one of the best things that I've done for myself, I guess, in a while in terms of my health and food. Um, Can I have a I have a quick follow up question yeah. to you talking about going off keto to mm-hmm. eat this thing and then it make you feeling terrible. Mm-hmm. I learn really well from trial and error. So I'm wondering, do you feel like uh, having those experiences is helping or hurting you? It helps because the next time I know I'm not going to eat three. <laughs> no, seriously, because like I wanted something else in addition to the really good dinner that we made. That was, you know, like a roast chicken with salad and whatever. It was delicious. But I I wanted I wanted something else, you yeah. know, and and I was like a shrimp egg roll. But then I ordered three. And so and that's the issue is that sometimes when I have this thing called binge eating disorder where I will, you know, like eat um, a bunch of shit if yeah. I'm feeling a certain type of way um, and I'm a medicine for it. But sometimes you know, it, it rules out and I don't pay attention to myself. And so when I have these experiences where I eat too much garbage or whatever, I'm like, okay, the next time I feel like having something that's not keto, I'll have a little bit. Yeah. Cause I also make keto donuts. So it's like, 
which were fucking amazing. They were really good. They or more keto so muffins because we don't have muffin molds. But they were fucking delicious. We also discovered um, ultra fine almond flour, which... Game changer. Holy yeah. shit. Um, and you don't need coconut flour when you cook with it all the time. Hmm. Because it, it, it holds together better. Mm. Um it, they were fucking amazing. They yeah. were much better than the Kaka Chinese food that I ate, I have to say. <laughs> um, but anyway, that's the whole thing. I'm sorry. I'm like, this is my confessional moment. Um, well, you you said you wanted to talk yeah. about that. And it's interesting because I feel like um, you know, people have written in and been like, oh, how do you do it? How do you do this? And it's like, like, I don't, you know, we don't know everything about keto. We just kind of like you know find recipes and play with them and all of that um very on the job training yes and since since baby is since daniel is in the keto corner i was trying to make a dirty dancing reference it didn't work (laughs) um but since i'm in the corner this week speaking of recipes um so i have a question for people so there is a recipe that i found that i quite like and it is called keto instant pot crack chicken now I didn't know about the concept of like crack foods until because I was like, oh, crack chicken. I was like, it's going to have like cracked black pepper, like in all seriousness. Right. And it's basically like it's cream cheese, chicken, chives, uh, bacon. It's kind of like a loaded baked potato. It's really good. And I have it with pork rinds. Now, I've made it a few times now. And every time I'm like, why do they have to call it crack chicken? Like, I don't like... So then when I realized what these like, you know, like crack sauce, cheesy crack bread, like all these things is that they're or whoever made up the recipe or the concept or whatever is basically like it's so good you're going to become addicted to it like crack. And it's like, can we not? You know, and so I I call it my like loaded baked potato chicken because <laughs> that's because I don't I don't like using that term. So my question is for listeners is like, have you encountered you know, these things that are called like, you know, crack this or the other. And like, do you find it problematic? Cause I do. And so like I make the recipe, but I've even gone into my PDF and like changed the title, like put a, a thing over it. Cause I don't, I don't want, I don't want foods to like be associated with that. I think it's, right. it's a, uh, it's, it's negative And also it's just kind of like using like drug addiction to like in a, I don't know, lighthearted way. I don't know. I, I, yeah. I, I you know, that's exactly um, what it's doing because I didn't know about this until recently. <laughs> I'm still kind of uh, perplexed, but I, I do know that it, it, if it doesn't feel right, it probably isn't right. Yeah. So please let me know. Yeah. Yeah. I want to know what you think about this because I've seen a lot of recipes with like crack in the title. Are you asking people to suggest names? No, I want to know like where I don't know like where this started happening because I've looked it up and Mm -hmm. I think it's one of those searches that it's like you have to be very specific about it. But like I want to know if people think that this is like problematic and like unacceptable or if I'm if I'm being extra and I should just make this crack chicken and enjoy it and like well rename it considering i'm your only sounding board because we spend pretty much all of our time together um i immediately when you suggested this recipe to me my immediate reaction was i don't even look at recipes that have the word crack in the title that's just that's just a thing that has always lived Mm -hmm. inside of my brain um because it smells like before i've even opened it it smells like gentrification Mm -hmm. 
It is. It and smell, I don't want any it part of it. But it smells so delicious. And tastes even better. Listen, this is your I food. I, I don't know. touch yes, it. Yes, you that's don't how, eat it. That's how, how strongly I feel about it. I'm like, I won't even taste it. Although you gave me a little bit of it yesterday, and I was like, okay, mm-hmm. fair. It's like interesting. But mm-hmm. I feel like you're even falling out of love with it, so it doesn't really, you know. Well, I've made it three times now. And I, and I may not make it again. So this is not to rename this recipe because that's not going to change things. I'm... I thought that's what you were doing. No, I've already already (laughs) renamed it. I want to know if people think that using, I mean, obviously I think people do think it's problematic, but, uh, but we still, it's still being used anyway. How do we, how do we navigate? I mean, like, can we not have problematic recipe titles? Right. It's the least we can do. Like, Like, I think that's the least we can do. Can like recipes be the one area where like, we're not doing this. Right. So let me know. Yeah. Yeah. It should be. Yeah. Um, but this is, this I think is what is called a microaggression. Is it you? Look yes. At, I mean, it's not directed at you, obviously. But it's so at a, maybe at a, it doesn't qualify. Yeah, it, it is, but it is a, it's not right. You, you're doing a simple thing and you shouldn't have to think about like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, how, how society yeah. needs to grow. Simple. Exactly. Yeah. But you are. Mm-hmm. Um, the next thing we're going to do, and um, I don't know. We don't. We still don't know about this. You know how I feel about it, but I'm going along with we it. We both feel the same way. I'm just. Mm-hmm. I'm doing this because we're going to talk about it anyway. Um, I decided that even though we decided to leave the drag race recaps in the past, we are still going to give you a one minute review from each of us. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to go first? Yes, and I'm going to keep us honest. Oh, you're actually going to time oh, yourself. I'm going to set a timer. Oh, okay, great. So you. When Ready, go. set, go. Okay, episode eight. It was the best lip sync for your life ever. Like, seriously. Absolutely amazing. Uh, Vanjie should have been in the bottom. I don't often agree with Michelle's uh, critiques, but girl, this was a leotard bodysuit, whatever you want to call it, with a fucking cape. It looked, it really looked good, but you've worn it 10 times, and why was the wig touching the tip of your nose? Then... <laughs> Justice for Sugar, her charo was brilliant, her costume down the runway was stunning and elegant, and her titty contour was just like the thing of dreams. Uh, Plastique has finally transitioned from stone tights, but now they're sequins. I'm glad it's something different. And Silky is exhausting and did not deserve to win because her glitter on the runway, uh, or sorry, sequins on the runway outfit was... uh, just not good do you have time left ah look at you i thought some silence at the end please please don't crucify me (laughs) that was just a minute listen there was no space for nuance i think if that review shows anything it's that we are back to having fun watching this show it's just like spectators not having to think about doing like a i mean not that we ever had to do this but like without the the pressure of like taking notes it's so much easier to like get lost in the show mm-hmm. um and truly enjoy it 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 feels nice and i don't i don't want to be criticizing people. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I just don't i don't i don't like it yeah um anyway yeah i so. think i think that we're both focusing more on criticizing the show at this point in mm-hmm. our heads at least yeah. or in and our amongst, conversation amongst one another yeah um so i don't need a full minute because mine is a haiku but still because time you. I'm extra and I wanted go ahead, start the timer now. Okay. It's fine. Ready? I can talk through Set, it. Set. <laughs> go.
Go. So I wanted to be extra, and I know that I had a minute to talk about Drag Race, but I didn't want to give myself a full minute, so I wrote a haiku instead. Mm. So I present to you my haiku about Season 11, Episode 8. Capsizing at sea, a more fitting title for this season's Snatch Game. That has been my haiku. That was 10 seconds. About Season 11, Episode 8. Work. Um, I just want to say, um, also, Nina West was amazing. Oh, yeah. I like I, Joanne Worley a hell of a lot better than uh, Harvey Firestein. Oh, um, I, and the thing was, like, we, we happened to watch um, Laughing on occasion. Yeah. So, like, and I, I've known who she was for a while. Yeah. I wish she'd done one or the other the whole time. The way that she lived in that character, especially when she was playing, like, Snatch Words, mm-hmm. was very, very exciting. So... Thank you. So there we go. You're going to let the timer run out for Mm -hmm. real? For real. There she is. You know, we were being honest. Yes. And shut up. (laughs) There we go. Okay. Maybe learn how to use your timer for the next time. I mean, you know how many times my alarm goes off in the morning. I never get it right. They're going to remind us of it in the iTunes comments. Yeah, I know. Just letting you know. Um, Our next segment and the final one for this episode is called I'm So Excited. I'm so excited. So this week on I'm So Excited, we are going to recommend the show Shrill. Um, And, you know, it's not perfect. I feel like we need to preface it Where where can people find Shrill again? So Shrill is a show uh, on Hulu. The entire first season is available streaming. It stars A.D. Bryant, Mm -hmm. who many people will know from SNL. And um, and a bunch of other people that yeah. you've recognized, you know, John Cameron Mitchell's in there. Mm-hmm. Um, the amazing, amazingly talented uh, Patty Henderson, um, who is uh, this trans comedian that I've been following for years. I just find her so funny. Um, she's in it. Daniel looks completely confused, even though I totally who is screamed she, who, who when is I saw she in her. the show. She is the secretary on the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love her. I think she's so funny. I love the roommate. Oh, I mean, the, the roommate's amazing. The roommate's amazing. Um, but yeah, so the show's not perfect. But one of the things I took away from it is, um, Aidy Bryant has this line where she says, "I could basically she could be a fucking diet guru with all the experience she has dieting." And I have felt that way my whole life. And so to hear her say, like, put words to my feelings was really important for me. So there's that. Um, but um, we also wanted to highlight uh, our, um, our, our heroes over at Tea with Queen and Jay <laughs> have done a full uh, review of the show. Um, it is episode 201. Please go listen to it. It is it it breaks the show down completely and um and it's a really great conversation about all of the all of the things that like the writers basically just like had a blind spot about or something. They just like completely missed a whole bunch of things. You know, there's a lot of time spent on uh the guy who plays AD Bryant's boyfriend and not enough time spent on this cool ass roommate she has, mm-hmm. um, who I hope is the total focus of season two yeah. if i'm being honest so. this show also like i i have not listened to their review yet because yes. i am 
playing catch up because you're not like me who I was having a bad day when that episode came out and I was like I haven't, I haven't seen this show yet but I need to hear their voices mm-hmm. like I just need it well the thing right is now. like I I don't always have time to because I can't have a like a headphone in sometimes so like anyway I'm, I'm just saying I listened to that recap mm-hmm. and then I was like we need to watch the show yeah. and then I went back and listened again afterwards oh, so that all the stuff would make sense yeah this show, like yeah. I, I, I really enjoyed this show. I was kind of half watching during the first like two episodes because I was doing something else. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were moments like it made me angry because I don't often get angry or like bent out of shape about weight issues because I just I, I, I like I don't. It, it's like a I guess privilege that like growing up it was not a um it wasn't pointed out to me by by like family and I mean I had I had bullies because I was fat so like. I, you know, but it made me think of that, like that negative part, like just how she was being treated. And like, I mean, on you know, on top of being like a like um, a plus size person, also being a, like a woman and like all of, like these, you know, kind of like just layer upon layer um, and how like in certain work environments and, and pockets of society, like people will just be blatantly sizist and misogynistic and everything in between and and not care yeah you know and as a person of size as a woman you like shouldn't have to feel relief when you you shouldn't have to feel relief from by gaining acceptance or anything like that and you also shouldn't have to gain acceptance i mean it's you know twofold so Mm. just the show made me really angry Mm mm-hmm at all of that yeah but 80 brian is amazing so you must watch it but it, i think it's it's a it's a it's a really smart show yeah i think i mean to me the standout is the roommate well yes i'm but, excited but for... we need more of her yeah like you said so yeah. we need more of her and we need more characters i mean we, we need more black women uh um in tv shows in general mm-hmm. but specifically uh black women who are style icons for women of size mm-hmm. super important everything yeah. she wore on that show is like amazing. more queer women of color because yes she's a queer more queer women I of color yes sorry sorry my brain is so focused on mm-hmm. lizzo right now i completely when they went to that, that pool yes. party and her roommate just looks over her glasses and is like who is that over there and just goes in for the kill like amazing. Also, such um, such a power move mm-hmm. um, to be like to to pick the most important person in the room essentially because she's mm-hmm. the, she turns out to be the organizer. Yeah. Um. And yeah. So uh, it's a great show. Yeah. Um. And hopefully they'll show us some growth in the second season. Yeah. I so. hope so. Um. Was there something else you wanted to recommend, or is that is there room? Is that it? There could be room. There could be room. Oh, before I forget. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Because I was texting with her earlier today. So if you're not listening to Ghosted by Roz Dressfeles, um, you must. It is her new, well, not so new podcast at this point. Um, but Roz basically um, brings on her friends, uh, people she knows, uh, to talk about their experiences with being haunted, contact with the paranormal. Um, it's such a fun show, um, but it's also like such a high quality show as well. Yeah. Um, she's had people on like Selena um, Luna. She has uh, had on Deborah Wilson from Mad TV. She even had on uh, the man who currently owns the um, the home where the Sharon Tate uh 
like Manson family murders took place. Yeah. Um, they're all really good, very well researched, and um, and Roz is a hoot. So go subscribe. And the most recent episode is especially fascinating because she has on this woman who had a sexual experience with mm-hmm. a ghost. Fascinating. Yeah. Just fascinating. You have to subscribe to it. Yeah. Um, but the thing you were going to promote that you did. Did I forget? Now, yeah. You wanted to say something about Homecoming on Netflix. Oh, yes. Oh, God. I not forgot that about we need, that. Not yeah. that we need to promote it because it's everywhere. But, but I just thought we watched it. We watched Homecoming, the, the documentary about Beyonce's um, performance, uh, at performance at Coachella last year. And it was really good. But... Yeah, it was just really good. I just honestly, like, I'd seen the performance. like, where are you going with this Because the thing was, it was two hours <laughs> long. I'd seen the performances, and they were stellar. I just, like, I kept on being pulled out of the documentary to watch the performance. And it was just, that was the only thing. I'm not coming for Beyonce. I'm not coming for any of that. But You better not. But this made Beyonce the most human I've ever, like seen her to be because like beyonce to me is not a like i would say of this earth life is but a dream made her a little a little bit more human but it was really cool to see her mm-hmm. um like you said at one point you were like i can't believe she practiced for three months mm-hmm. for you know two weekends yeah. of her performance and we got to see her struggle such a dedication yeah like we got to see her struggle and feel insecure about things and i mean all on, on top of beyonce being incredibly talented um, I mean, that goes without saying. Anytime I think about Beyonce, I just think she must be so exhausted all the time because it's not, it's not hand-holding. No. Like, she is putting in as much work as everybody else. Right. And I, 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 I think that was the thing I love the most about this. Like, not that we need proof or I need a proof, but, like, it's there. Yeah. You know? And, um... I mean, I needed a reminder know. that I should be standing Beyonce. Mm-hmm. I don't for some reason. Yeah. But she's uh, an incredibly hard worker and she is just incredibly captivating. And I need to stop pretending like I don't fucking love the shit out of her. She's a gold standard (laughs) for she's like she's I think at this point the gold standard for, you know, uh, giving people the the quality that they've paid for. Right. I think. Yeah. You know, totally. Yeah. Um, Well, that's the end of our episode. I know. Um, we are Grizzly Kiki on everything. That means Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So be sure to follow us there. You can send your questions to grizzlykiki at gmail.com and maybe we'll read yours on the air. And if you'd like, please send us, um, you know, feedback or suggestions on our new format. Uh, please via email so that we can like read them. Um, yeah. we, we want to know cause like we're trying out something new after five years. So we hope it sticks. And the words of Erica Badu. I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. So be nice. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and Spotify. (laughs) Until next time. Bye. Bye.